Welcome back to Page of the Wind, the daily podcast, where we read the page of the name of the wind. One time at a book is a booking time paging one. You know how it goes by now. This is page 454. The soup was taken away and replaced with a piece of meat I assumed was pheasant covered in a thick cream sauce. I was surprised to find it quite to my taste. So how do you think we came to be paired? Mellowin asked conversationally. Mr. Quoth, I made a small seated bow. It could be because the mayor wished you to be entertained, and I am at times entertaining. Quite. Or it could be I paid the steward an incredible sum of money. Her smile flickered again as she took a drink of water. Enjoys boldness, I thought to myself. I wiped my fingers and almost set the napkin on the table, which would have been a terrible mistake. That was a signal to remove whatever course was currently being served. Done too soon, it implied a silent but scathing criticism of the host's hospitality. I felt a bead of sweat begin to trickle down my back between my shoulder blades as I deliberately folded the napkin and laid it on my lap. So how do you occupy yourself, Mr. Quoth? She hadn't asked as to my employment, which meant she assumed I was a member of the nobility. Luckily, I'd already laid the groundwork for this. I write a bit, genealogies, a play or two. Do you enjoy the theater? Occasionally, depending. Depending on the play. Depending on the performers, she said, an odd tension touching her voice. I wouldn't have noticed it if I hadn't been watching her so closely. I decided to change the subject to safer ground. How did you find the roads on your way to Severin? I asked. Everyone loves to complain about the roads. It's as safe a topic as the weather. I heard there has been some difficulty with bandits to the north. I hope to excite the conversation a little. The more she talked, the better I could get to know her. The roads are always thick with rub bandits this time of year, Mellowin said coldly. Not just bandits, rub bandits. She said the word with such a weight of cold loathing in her voice that I was chilled to hear it. She hated the rub. Not the simple distaste most people feel for us, but a true, sharp hate with teeth in it. I was saved from making a response by the arrival of chilled fruit pastries. That's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. So here's why I'm, I think there's like a question of her age, and that is, why does she hate the rust so much? And one reason that comes to mind is if she was raised her entire life with the knowledge that she had a sister who she never met or barely knew who was stolen away by the Ra, and she internalized that very, very deeply. Because she like, she she brings up Ra. I guess Quoth says like the a play, right? Like Quoth is the one who sort of puts forth the idea of a play, but she immediately gets cold when she thinks about the theater and immediately goes to the Ra. And then she continues to draw the connection to the Ra through the idea of banditry like that's top of mind for her she's always on some level steaming about the ra that seems an inordinate amount of hatred for a group for such an old wound unless it was something that she was raised you know as like a, a piece of her psyche to like hate and distrust the ra because you once had a sister but the ra came and the ra stole her away and they're a very real, real problem there's ra on the roads right now be careful the ra will get you too I don't think that belief has anything to do with her age. In fact, it makes more sense to me if she grew up with her, like if she and um, Quoth's mother were of an age, only a few years apart, and Quoth's mom was quote unquote kidnapped by the Ra and taken away. I feel like that would make it much worse for her, much more personal. And so it makes perfect sense to me that this would be her attitude if she is a woman in her 40s. I agree with Jeremy. I feel like... 
it would be the case where like she would blame the roof for her sister being gone and so she takes all of her emotions about being sad that her sister is gone and turns them into hate for the roof that makes a lot of sense i feel like it would sting like i see the argument you're making like if her family raised her with this like story of the sister and she was just a little kid when it happened but i feel like it would be less personal you know like it would be you know i didn't know this person really so you know, in the abstract, I understand that, oh, the Roa is simply terrible. Like, you know, it doesn't really mean that much to me. I feel like it's more personal if she knew, um, God, what's Quilt's mom's name supposed to be? Natalia. Natalia. If, if he, you know, if she knew Natalia well and loved her dearly, and then she was quote unquote taken. I wonder if it's even, it goes back even farther than that. Like, what if there is a generational mistrust of the Roa carried by the Lacklaces that was exacerbated by Natalia's abandonment. We've already sort of talked about the idea that the Ra are extremely old, that the Ra and the Adem are descended from the same stock and that they predate the creation war as well. And that puts them at a similar timeline to the Lacklaces, a family line that has been around at least that long too. So what if the fates of the Ra and the Lacklaces are entwined and the Lacklaces understand on some level or have a, uh, you know, a family lore not to trust the Ra that maybe is, you know, originated in some of the old magic. And maybe, I don't know, I, I don't, there's theories that that Kvothe's father has magic or was doing something. Uh, it's, it's probably as simple as like, he passed through and they fell in love. But, you know, it could be that there's more to it. It could be that Kvothe's parents had grander designs than just, I'm sure that like, I do get the sense that they were in love. I'm not suggesting that they were, you know, cold operators working some evil magic, but we don't get a sense of what they wanted out of life beyond what Quoth as a child saw of them. So what if they were doing grander work through the story of the father? What if Natalia is the one who put him on that track to start hunting down the origins of the Chandrian because that's linked to the origins of the Lacklaces? What if the Lacklaces have a deep secret and that's why Natalia abandoned them? That's that's a whole shelf's worth of cracked pots, my friend. It's a whole shelf's worth, but it, it strikes me as in character for Rothfuss because Rothfuss knows that character doesn't begin and end with the perspective of the main character, right? Like Quoth only knows them as his parents. And as far as he's concerned, their story begins and ends with them as his parents. But, oh man, I'm talking myself into this because one of the issues I had with the idea of the King Killer TV show following apparently Quoth's parents was who cares what they're up to. The story I'm interested in is Quoth's, but if they had some kind of grander designs, if they were tracking the origins of the Chandrian and the Lacklaces all along, that's something I'd be interested in. So, you know, Quoth is, uh, if, if Quoth is on some level committing his fallacy by assuming that uh, he knows all there is to know about his parents, that would be in character. And it would also be in character for Rothfuss as a writer to have had his parents doing some kind of work in the background that Quoth wasn't really cognizant of because they had motivations and desires outside of just like being good parents for Quoth and having a good life together. That I could get into. So I've sort of talked myself into this. Lord, man. <laughs> I actually really like this theory now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little crackpotted, but I'm I'm willing to hear it out kind of thing. Like it could be true. Could, could not be. 
I'm on the fence. <laughs> Have we exhausted this particular avenue of conversation? Because there's other stuff to talk about on the page as well. Go for it. Well, Jordana, yesterday you brought up like, isn't Melbourne Lackless going to notice that the seating arrangement is a little bit has made it so that she will be the only person that both can talk to you. Well, on this page, she does basically not in so many words and she doesn't accuse Quoth of being involved in it, but she does remark on the fact that they have been seated together apparently so that they'll start talking. Mm-hmm. I do like that Quoth plays it off as like, or I could have paid the, the steward. Yeah. He's good at turning on the charm. He's very good at turning on the charm. Uh, I'll do you one. Okay, I'll, I, I'm crack. I'm cracking again. Crack potting again. But like I said, <laughs> I, crack potting again. Hey, baby, I hear crack pots are calling. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was an old joke. I've said before that I think Mellow and Lackless knows more than she lets on. Um, what if she knows who Quoth is? And her distaste for the rug creeping in is her facade cracking a bit because she maybe she knows who Quoth is and why he's here. And she's her her hatred of the rug is like too much for her to keep composed. So she's trying her best to just sort of play along and let it happen because in according to my crackpot, she's engineered this whole thing. But the fact that she's like so hate like hateful of this guy and distrustful i guess later on he admits that she's raw and she reacts really badly so maybe i'm maybe that's a bit much we shouldn't commit the same fallacy and assume that quoth is the only one in command of what's going on at the very least i think jeremy's right that she has she has grokked that there's something unusual about the seating arrangements and this this guy she's never met before uh taking her in so she's probably on to the onto it a little bit Much to discover in pages to come. I also can't help feeling that Quoth is overreacting a little bit when he almost puts the napkin on the table and it causes like a cold (laughs) bead of sweat to run down his back. Like, come on, man. The worst that's going to happen is she's going to think you're a little bit gauche. You know, it's not like the etiquette police are going to come and haul him away. Yeah, but that's a very funny moment and it's also a great bit of Rothfussian writing which is drawing uh drama out of these mundane situations i like that a lot it's very fun all right i think we have exhausted the notes of this page very well have we a letter time for a letter we do have a letter. This one is a relatively short one. It's from our old friend John from Ventus who writes on Quoth's fallacy. Salutations ye pages 3. I was initially highly skeptical of all your talk about Quoth not correctly apprehending the situation with the mayor and Codicus. However, between your pointing out the different clues that he may be wrong, then me remembering an earlier part of the story, I've become more sympathetic to the view. During one session in admissions, Quoth is asked by Master Arwell how he would diagnose a particular malady. Quoth answers him that he does not do diagnosis in the Medica, and that he would call Arwell or one of his Alpha. Quoth has not actually learned in this lesson. He just knows that it is the correct answer to give. Curse you, Nick, and all your sharp-edged crack pots. Peace, signed John from Ventus. That is the kind of callback I can get behind. (laughs) And how. In this case, Quoth is right, or he seems to be right, so I'm less inclined to look too closely at it, but I do feel like there's something hinky about the way he uncovers the Codicus situation. And the like, extent to which Codicus was poisoning the mare just to keep him sick. Um, I'm sure we'll learn more of this. 
the fact that he correctly diagnoses actually doesn't matter as much as who he tells that to and and how it's received, right? So maybe part of the lesson that the Medica tries to teach by getting people who aren't qualified to not diagnose stuff is like, you have to have the, you know, the weight of institutional authority behind you. And like, you know, you, you know, you, you shouldn't like play doctor if you don't have a degree essentially, because it can get you into trouble, not just because it can kill your patients. Indeed. Well, I'm glad everyone agrees with me. And uh, my co-host will continue to agree with me on tomorrow's page. I don't know. The wind. 